0: Hello everyone and welcome to Best Thoughts. I'm Will Johns. And I'm Rick Johns. And today we are joined by two
1: very special guests and we are so excited and you should be excited too because you don't have to hear us this whole podcast.
0: All right.
1: Yes. Yeah. So we are here with Dr. John Nixon and his wife April and these two have an amazing YouTube channel called Just John and April. So welcome guys.
2: Thank you.
0: Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. And, and we are so excited. First of all, to be recording on your amazing sound equipment. So, <laughs> so listeners, much better. if this sounds way better than normal, it's because we are on a Rodecaster Pro. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how much this thing costs. Maybe fifty thousand dollars. But uh, oh, for, <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Uh, John and April, I want to start off because our listeners may not know you all that well. We want to hear about how did you guys get together? You mean like getting married and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So long like, ago. How, how
3: did this happen?
2: Do you remember
3: the story? I just, I'm getting old, man. I don't remember <laughs> anything. <laughs> so we've been married almost 21 years, and wow. I guess we dated for three and a half before that. So we're talking, I don't know, almost 25 years ago.
2: Yeah, but when we first met, we were thirteen.
3: That's true. So it's even
2: longer Ooh, ago. Yeah. Than that. Oh, right. So early romance. His, right. yeah. Teenage love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it love at first sight for either of you? <laughs> or? Actually, uh, um, <laughs> I need him to answer first. <laughs> so
3: I was okay. So obviously, I'm thirteen, right? I, I was definitely. Um, I thought she was really cute. But I was 13, so I mean, I wasn't like, you know, we weren't dating people or anything like that. No, that and man. I thought
2: he was way older than me. So I was like, okay, this you, was like a crush for me.
3: Do you mind, like for the record, to say how much older than you I actually am?
2: no one wants to tell me
4: what that is Seven years, so, okay, it, it seven lo- we, years We look
3: like we're seven years apart Everybody just assumes, you know, I'm way older than her
2: Look, we went to some uh, church members to visit one time And the the lady was like, oh, you brought your daughter I was like, yes
3: Your daughter Oh,
2: yes. wow so th- This is this like that super was really early this, this is like my first year of ministry
3: and I'm like, what? Daughter? Come on, man she, she was dressed differently she had on like school clothes I wore glasses. she wore glasses she doesn't have glasses anymore she had lasik since then mm. and so when i met her she was with my cousin who is like my favorite cousin cuz we're around the same age so my favorite cousin is april's best friend and we don't know each other wow but we have this link and so immediately we're like asking about each other through my cousin after we left camp meeting we're like sending, sending messages. messages back and forth oh, to each other man. stuff like that yeah
1: so but it's it, like marrying family.
3: Sort of got <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. It was like my cousin. Yeah.
2: But, but, you know. It was but
3: weird at what is first. it? Like
2: his cousin removed? <laughs> yeah. So it was, was okay. okay. Yeah, it was fine. You know what
3: I'm <laughs> but, but I was seriously, people, people used to say things about how uh, April looks like my mom and they would say stuff about how we kind of look alike, just mm, joking, yeah. and so I was slightly, like no joke, I was slightly worried. Yeah, because his grandpa's test. from North
2: Carolina, my family's from North Carolina, I right, was like, babe, right. we need to look into oh, this. Right. So this when we got the, not when, be you, good. You get your test done before you get married, I was like, oh
3: Lord, I hope we're not related. This would be bad. So obviously we weren't. and our kids came out okay, so that's fine too. <laughs> that's the real test, by the way. That is the real test. <laughs>
1: And how many kids do you have?
3: We have two. Okay. Uh, two teenagers. John, yeah, John is 16. Okay. Hmm. Julie is going to be 14 in uh, okay. in August. So about to have two high schoolers. Wow. So we feel really old, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: but I feel great because I feel like, man, we're going to be uh, alone in our 50s, in our, well, in our early, late 40s.
3: Yeah, John, yeah. <laughs> we're John gonna will just go to college. We're going
1: to be in the late 40s. That's really
3: good. Yeah. We're going to have we're emptiness pretty early. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we're going to
2: go crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be weird
3: around here.
1: <laughs> but you're looking forward to it. That's a good sign for the marriage. I think so. Yeah.
2: It may not say that something. we don't like our children. We love, we love them. them. Yes, yes,
1: we love them. Yeah, I mean, I most of the time. We're not <laughs> interviewing you for your parenting tips. <laughs> right. <laughs> so,
0: so true,
2: that,
1: true. That doesn't matter at all yeah, at right.
2: this point. just <laughs> trying to kick them out.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we know you're terrible parents, but you're great at marriage, marriage, so yes, that's what we come exactly. to ask you about. <laughs> right, right. So 21 years, two kids, what are some fundamental secrets you've learned along the way because you guys, I've watched some of your videos. You guys have an energy and excitement, a passion about marriage. You have fun together. Like we don't see this in couples everywhere. Mm. I see a lot of couples that just, boy, it makes me worried. They just, they just look like they almost hate each other sometimes. Yeah. So what, what have you learned along the way? Man, you
3: know, there's something that we've always had that I don't think we even tried to necessarily work on. And that for some reason, we just have a natural affinity for each other. There's a lot of things we like to do together. I think it's actually um, largely because April's, she, like, she's really effeminate, but she's really a tomboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she mm. loves, like, like, we work out together. We do extreme sports together. You know, we've talked about it, Rick. We, April and I have done what you've done a million times. <laughs> uh, the, we've done a mud run. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, I don't know how many you've done. You've done, like, 12 Something like that. <laughs> Something wow. like that. Sure. Yeah, and, and we, yeah, we, we only did the uh, the initial, you know, the little, uh, right. what do you call it? The um, Not the beast. What's the little one called? The sprint. <laughs> the, sprint. the sprint. We did the sprint. <laughs> right. You've done all of them. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I got injured yeah. during, <laughs> during <laughs> just the sprint. So, exactly. You know. <laughs> but, but she likes that kind of stuff. And we, we do that kind of stuff. We watch like sports together, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think that helps us in a lot of ways because we're friends. And one of the things we've found in our studies is that when you are friends with each other, mm-hmm. there's this thing Gottman talks about called positive sentiment override. Mm, it's right. this idea that even mm. when you're in a problem or an issue, the positive sentiment that you have for each other sometimes overrides the negative sentiment that, right. that wants to creep up. That helps us a lot. And it so really we'll, we, we kind of lean into that and we try to tell, in fact, we have a course on how to become your spouse's best friend. Because yeah. a lot of people don't work on their friendship you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. helps really in a lot of ways. I, th- I think that's helped us a lot. Because we've, listen, we've had issues.
2: And it makes me not, it makes me not stay mad at him it. Correct. That's what, that's what I'm really saying. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Even when I do something or she does something,
3: we can't stay, we don't stay mad at each other very long because we do have this sort of positive sentiment override that takes over for us a lot of times. Yeah. But we've had some tough times in our marriage. We have. I think, I think year <laughs> seven was really tough. Mm. That was bad. Yeah, and, was, it seven? was that the cancer year? Nine.
2: Yeah, so that was about year eight.
3: Yeah, so yeah. We, we had, I, I can think of three major life incidents that happened that 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 uh, were real tests for our marriage. The mm. first one happened like...
2: Seven months after we got married. Yeah, we got into mm. a
3: major car accident and that like... Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. because we hadn't
2: built that strong marriage yet, right? Mm. you know, yeah. and here we are in this serious traumatic experience and we're trying to get through it with only seven months yeah.
4: <laughs> in the yes. bag. That's tough. So That's
3: tough. that
2: was very difficult.
3: And it was actually a really bad, like this accident that we had, we probably should have, not probably, should have died. Yeah. We, we went over a cliff, like 30-foot mm, mm. drop. I fell asleep at the wheel.
2: It was bad. Yeah, and My, the, my the brother
3: b- and his fi well, it wasn't his fiance at the time. It was his girlfriend then. Yeah, yeah. But my brother and his girlfriend were in the backseat, and everybody got seriously injured from it, including April. I really didn't, so I had all this guilt. It was, it was a real problem. It was mm. bad. And it lasted oh, for a while. We ended up having it, to get it counseling. It lasted
2: for years. It did. And... We didn't even realize that was the i mean we knew we had those issues but you're you don't think that that's the thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so we had to figure that out mm-hmm. on our own really because yeah well, we I, just didn't know how to we yeah. didn't really have i mean we didn't really have the tools that we have now right,
3: right you right, know right so yeah. yeah so so we had that we had we had kids having children i think was a was a major thing for us in terms of Mind you, we got
2: married different. at 21, 22. Right. So okay. that added to it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and
3: then I think the other thing, the other big one was uh, I had cancer. Mm. And just going through that, I think.
2: Yeah, and our kids were really little. Yeah. So that was, that was tough.
3: Right.
1: Can yeah. I ask a question about the car wreck? Yes. Yeah. I think we have probably some listeners who are maybe newly married or even just going through something in their marriage right now. What did you learn going through that? that you wish you had known prior to it. You said you were new, so you didn't have all these mm. tools. Mm-hmm. What would you tell someone, maybe someone gone through COVID mm. and their marriage is right on the rocks mm. right now. Yeah. What, what did you learn going through these hard times that allowed you to make it work?
2: Well, I know this is cliche, <laughs> but it's because it's, it's true, and that is communicating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kept so much to myself, mm-hmm. so I felt like I was going through that alone, mm-hmm. and that was very tough because you're thinking in marriage, you'll never be alone again. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. that's what you go in you know, yeah, thinking. Yeah, the have a you have this you know, person you have the rest somebody, of your life. Right.
3: You're never going to feel alone again, and, and then you feel I, lonely in marriage. It's like, what is going on?
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I went through that. I think John Well, I'm not going to talk for you, but um, no, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I think you felt kind of alone in a way too because you had this guilt that you were dealing with. I was going to
3: say, yeah, my, my guilt was huge. It was yeah. it, So what I would say I learned and wish I knew then, I wish I knew then understood the value of, of counseling.
2: I was of, going to say therapy. that too. That was my next wow. one. Because wow. we didn't even think. We didn't even say we need therapy. Like at least you yeah. say it, you know, and then and then you <laughs> right. don't go follow through. You don't follow through. That's what most people do. They yeah. say, "Oh, I need a therapist," and then they don't follow, right. follow yeah. through. But we didn't even say we needed to talk to somebody.
3: But this is back in two thousand and one, and I think back then, at least for us. Our age group, our community, I think- No
2: one was doing that. No
3: one was. In fact, it yeah. wasn't as normalized as it is now. It's like right. premarital counseling, right. yes. Right. Everybody yeah. does that's that, it. you get married, and but then you, that's but, it. But you don't, you're <laughs> not crazy for doing premarital counseling. If right. you're getting therapy, there's something wrong with you. Right. Right. And yes. so there's this automatic sort of negative thing that goes along with it. You You don't even consider yourself needing that. But I think what happened was our minds were in an accident, too. I mean, so we had physical injuries that were obvious. We had mental stuff we didn't know. Like, seriously, we did. I mean, I
2: couldn't even ride in the car for a few months. And actually, she she
3: would be afraid to go to sleep. Yeah. Because everybody in the car was asleep. This is like... Mm. This accident happened like three o'clock in the morning, and yeah. so it was. It was like you should have been sleeping, yeah. And we all did, including the driver. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's not, not good. But no. but but I think April had a little bit of guilt as well, yeah. thinking because I she went to sleep, awake. she didn't stay yeah. awake to keep me up, and right, right. So there was all this stuff we were dealing with. I actually ended up having an accidental counseling session. So so this happened before we went to the seminary. We were mm-hmm. pastoring in a small district when this happened, and. About uh, in year two is when we went to seminary, right? Mm -hmm, So this mm -hmm. is like, I don't know, a year after the accident, right? Went to seminary. So so I was taking pastoral counseling. And one day in class, he asked for a volunteer so he can demonstrate a counseling session. Little 15-minute thing he was going to do. I don't know why I raised my hand. I just raised my hand. I said, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. So he brings me
3: up front, sits me uh, in the front, and he says, hey, share with us, if you don't mind, share with us a traumatic experience that you've gone through. You know, nothing big or whatever. And I said, you know what? Actually, I've been in a car accident recently. And I told him the story.
4: Yeah.
3: And guys, it wasn't supposed to happen. The, we took the rest of the class period. It was about 50 minutes. Uh, it was like a regular counseling uh, session. Uh, By the end of the session, well, first of all, I remember this question that he asked me. This actually changed my life. It rocked my world. He said, because I, I was explaining that it wasn't anybody's fault. Mm. <laughs> and he said, um... He said, so you believe the lie that it wasn't anybody's fault. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, so I, I kind of pushed back a little bit. I didn't do it on purpose. He said, well, well, that's different. He, he said, not doing something on purpose is, or not meaning to do something doesn't mean you're not at fault. Mm-hmm. He said, you fell asleep at the wheel, right? Mm. I said, that's true. Mm. Wow, that's a good point. He said, okay, so what are you going to do to help your family members – to be released of the guilt that it was their fault. Because I had explained mm. that April blames herself and yeah. you know all this stuff. And so I started going down the line telling him what I was going to do to each family member, well, two family members and a, and a girlfriend, basically, right. to kind of take responsibility for what happened. Mm. Mm. And and then he asked me, what do you think they're going to do when you say this? To When you tell them this was your fault, what is their reaction going to be? I said, well, April's not going to accept it. April's going to tell me, stop talking like that. Why?" And then he said, well, what are you going to do to make sure she does accept it? <laughs> Guys, it was, it was literally life-changing. He told wow. me to
2: shut up. I did. I did
3: well, I, I said, so, so here's what I did. And, and, I, and I, told, I gave him my plan. I, I said, I'm going to talk to her. Uh, in the bathroom while she's in the shower <laughs> and, and and he said why are you going to do that I, I said I said because I don't think she's going to be able to look at me I said if, she, if she's not looking I think it'll be easier for her to accept what I'm saying wow he said okay I think that's a good idea and then he said what, what do you think she's going to do I said she's going to try to you know come back and I'm going to say babe be quiet let me just finish so that's literally what happened. It is. I, the, that day exactly I came home. She was, she was in the shower. I came into the bathroom. I said, I got something to tell you. She said, what? I said, I want to apologize for the accident. She said, no, why are you doing that? It was not your fault. I said, babe, please let me finish.
2: Then he said, shut up. I, I didn't say shut up. <laughs> I may have.
3: <laughs> shut up, babe, and let me finish. And I'm then, taking and, notes. This should right. work well. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, and, and by, the end, by the end, she was thanking me. Because I released her of the guilt of feeling like it was her fault. Wow!
2: I didn't even know I needed that. Right? Wow. And I'm saying, I am like, this dude no literally idea. changed our he lives, did. man. Yeah.
3: And it was an accidental counseling session in class. Yeah. So, wow. so April ends up going to him, you know, because he's asked the him counselor. If I could
2: go, if I could talk to him, and I went in and I just, just literally went herself. in, okay? Because mm. this is something, guys. I was holding this in, so I was like dealing with this for. A couple I mean it was, it was like, like a, a year, year and a, and a half. half. Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, and
2: I it was like a constant thought that was going through which affected I thought affected our relationship because sure. I was having all these feelings that I wasn't sharing with him. And there was some anger there too. Mm-hmm. You know, not with him, but just with the situation. Mm-hmm. And so when he, you know, all he said was, you know, like, what's going on? That was it. Mm. <laughs> Dr. Swanson, and just, it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just went in like for an hour.
0: <laughs>
2: and then at the end he said something that just released me again and that was if I were you I would have felt the same way that was it wow that's wow. all I needed and I'm like wow. this is this is all that we we had to do to right. yeah yeah <laughs> to get better basically so yeah. you're right I mean I agree that was the next thing I was going to say is that you know just talking to somebody sometimes yeah helps you to, you know, figure things out So it
0: sounds like to me, like you would say to a young couple to learn from your experience is be proactive Mm -hmm. about willing to see a counselor. Mm -hmm. If something comes up and and the relationship doesn't feel right anymore, just go talk to somebody, you know, normalize that. That's what we do. If we're feeling sick, we go see a doctor. It's no big deal.
2: Exactly. And yeah. we're finding
0: it's a lot easier for people these days because
3: a lot of stars are coming out and saying, I have anxiety. Yeah. Right. You know, I deal with this issue that issue. I think it's definitely way more normalized. Back in the day, I, yeah. you know.
2: It wasn't even an option. No. No, no. one said that. Like we weren't, that didn't even come to mind. Right.
3: Not even once. No.
2: And
1: you know that we, we've talked on our podcast and relationships about the importance of counseling. So that's a big thing. So I'm glad you guys are highlighting that. And I think with a marriage especially, sometimes you need that third neutral party. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, if <laughs> yes. you have a lamp and it falls off the table and breaks, it can't fix itself. True. And right. If the marriage is broken, you need yeah. somebody outside the marriage sometimes, especially a marriage. Yes. Definitely. And but but, so but, I, awesome. but I also
3: think, Rick, that um, I'm glad you said that because the objectivity of the third party is valuable, even if nothing is really broken. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't have to be, it right. have to be where broken. you're at crisis mode that's to go true. see somebody. It could just be... I need a little bit of perspective on this and I think I'm too close to it to really know. I need somebody who's outside the relationship to really help me sure. to see this and so that's one of the things we push for people. Don't wait until you're in a crisis. Don't wait until you're about to yeah. break up. And
2: see, that's what we see. Right. It's yeah. like a yeah. lot. We're desperate. We have no other choice and yeah. it's yeah. like if you had done this when you saw those first signs. As
3: maintenance. Yes. (laughs) Maintenance, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to like, you know, your axle is broken and you can't even drive the car anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to come back from that. It really is. Harder, yeah. That's
1: powerful, man. That's really... Thank you for sharing that story and uh, being vulnerable about what you guys went through with that. No problem. And there was a cancer thing. (laughs) Yeah, man. So
3: (laughs) That
2: was big. That was big. Because we had little kids. So Mm. that was tough because, I mean, we had... Our John was in sc- little John was in school, mm-hmm. and John had to go through surgery and the therapy and everything. I, mean, I had to the, do um, the, um, ke- not chemo. Do? I did um radiation. Uh, radiation. Did radiation yeah. for six weeks.
3: Yeah, I think it ended up being seven at the end. Yeah, it was
2: seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And if you know John, you know he's very active, mm. high, high energy, <laughs> high energy. <laughs> <laughs> and so to see him go from what he normally is to just. Nothing. I mean, like, mm. I don't mean to say nothing, but it really was. Yeah, it was In like comparison. he wasn't himself right. at all.
4: Right. Yeah. So uh.
2: that was very difficult, and I don't even know how I ran the house alone. Like, right. I have no. And John was also at the time getting his doctorate. He had to stop mm. to deal with this, mm-hmm. and so it was just a tough time. You know, God sent people to help, mm-hmm. but it was it was tough because i did not know what he was going through he was very silent during that time mm-hmm. you know he went through depression mm-hmm. and it affected our relationship to the point where i was like does he love me anymore mm-hmm. like that's what we yeah. went through yeah. you know because he wasn't we didn't have that that friendship that i was used to where mm-hmm. we communicate we talk about things it just wasn't happening and i could not i didn't know what he was going through alone you know he was alone in that mm-hmm. you know because he had his own feelings about what was happening but um so actually it's so funny we're talking about counseling so after he finished his radiation he had several I guess a couple months even after that, where he was still dealing with... That's
3: really when the depression said it was after the radiation was over.
2: Yeah, it was after the radiation. Mm. And I was like, Lord, what's going on? Like, I thought things were going to get better when it was over, you know? So I was like on my face every day, Mm. begging the Lord to just fix this. Mm -hmm. Because I did not know how, okay? Mm. So out of nowhere, uh, I think somebody gave us like a free... um, trip to the you don't have you have marriage retreats right oh the conference marriage retreat they yeah. said we could go for free and they free, were like hey so we're you like, guys right. you can go we have an extra this or whatever we're mm-hmm. like okay so we went and that's where i was able to be like cuz i just prayed lord i don't know how to bring this up
3: was that in myrtle beach
2: it was Myrtle Beach cuz
3: we we had a yeah. walk on the beach I still we remember the like walk it was on the yesterday. beach I remember too and it was it was one of the things that they said you know uh we yeah. won't have a session you guys go you know just have a walk on the beach with your spouse that's what we were doing mm-hmm. and we're you know and so April just starts talking to me and basically says i'm paraphrasing i need you to snap out of it
2: <laughs> i actually didn't use those words right like i, I look and, the, and, I then she act, and then she started saying God what it was like moment. to was be like, around me moment, lately Lord. you know yeah
3: and, uh, <laughs> and it was something that. <laughs> that that i don't know what it was literally something happened while we were walking i literally snapped out of it i can't even explain I what happened. i think he
2: was like whoa am i actually showing how i'm feeling inside right mm. am i showing this depression right. yes yeah. you are mm. like what's happening <laughs> and i wasn't trying to be insensitive but those were just the words. I was like, babe, you got to snap out of it. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, anyway, after that, we were able to talk. But I, I just, just coming back to um, being in a place where, so it doesn't always have to be. Where yeah. you're going to a therapist, sitting down, Right. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just having those times where you're focusing on your marriage, mm-hmm. focusing on your relationship, mm-hmm. can bring out those things that you might be dealing with. Mm-hmm. So when we left there, it was like back to.
3: It wasn't all the way back to normal, but she at least ba- you got were the back. Me, yes, he that was, was back. able to talk and communicate yeah. and say this is what's happening. So then we were was able to deal. Yes, yeah, it with definitely what was changed things. No yeah. question.
1: And we've been through a lot, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe now's <laughs> a good time to, to shift gears before we put you back in that depression. <laughs>
3: thank, thank you. Sir. Yes, <laughs> we don't want to go back there. <laughs> well, it seems
0: like, and I want to just reflect this, Rick, real quick. Uh, it seems like what's happened when I hear both of those stories is something that's kind of weighing on both of you. You're starting to feel isolated from mm-hmm. each other and mm-hmm. alone. And, and somebody through the right promptings kind of pushes through it, you yeah. know, starts a conversation. Yeah. And and I just want to, you know, reflect that because I've, I've experienced that in my own marriage where there's, it's almost like, you know, and as a Christian, I would say it's the Holy Spirit kind mm-hmm. of pushing yes. and prompting mm-hmm. and goading, mm-hmm. like, you got to talk about this, right. yeah. you know, quit mm-hmm. letting it fester, quit mm-hmm. letting it just kind of stew in your mind, get it right. out on the table. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a phrase I, you know, I Learn from counseling, you know, put it out on the table Mm. because when you're looking at it, you can do something about it, Mm. you know, but it sounded like when it was just in your heads, yes, that Mm. wall just kept getting built higher and higher Mm. in between. Mm -hmm. There's more and more feelings of loneliness. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty, pretty awesome, you know, to hear your story and see how, you know, even when you didn't fully know what you know now, Mm -hmm. God kind of pushes you through those tough moments. Definitely. And I'm going to tell you.
2: Me, I, I always ask God to give me the right time to mm-hmm. say something. Mm-hmm. Like Lord, show me, let me know this is it. Awesome. And that's what He did when we were mm-hmm. on the beach. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, here's your moment. Mm-hmm. And I had been praying about that for weeks. Yeah. So I think that too, because sometimes when it's well, we know this when it's not the right moment. Sometimes oh, that, it doesn't yeah. work.
3: And it kind, of kind of messes things up. Yeah. So even I think more. praying yeah. for
2: that when mm-hmm. it's something that's deep, mm-hmm. that you really know is going to be a, a serious conversation. Mm-hmm. Praying for the right moment Mm -hmm. so that it can, it can work, Mm -hmm. you know, it can happen. And,
0: And the other thing I think is fascinating is, you know, God uses this marriage retreat for you guys. Yeah. And now you all are creating those moments for other people. Right? Mm. Uh, tell us about what you're doing with your, your marriage boot... Is it marriage boot camp? It, it's it? called it's the it intimacy, intimacy Boot Camp. Intimacy yeah. Boot right. Camp. Okay. we just
2: finished our second one. Yes. Just, this is only our second one. That's <laughs> right.
3: It's called a 30-day Intimacy Boot Camp. Yeah. So basically, you just take 30 days. You join us. It's been virtual. It started the first one in March of this year, 2021. So full pandemic type stuff. Right. I, think, <laughs> I think it was the right time for a lot of people because... Yeah. As you alluded yeah. to it earlier, Rick, I think there's um, a lot of stuff going on in people's marriages because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I think I think the less distraction you have in life, the harder it is to ignore the things that are really going on. And so, right. a lot of people found themselves during the pandemic saying, "Wait a minute, is this what I'm? This the relationship I'm in? Exactly. <laughs> I meant?" D- exactly. Didn't like it,
4: right? And, and so,
3: we found that we had a lot of I, 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 we had forty something couples our first time, and it was yeah. it was really great. Mm. So, basically, what we do is. We have these courses that they can do, which are video kind of courses, and then we have this live uh, coaching call that we do once Once a week, week. Mm -hmm. and everybody comes on. It's like Zoom, and then they ask questions, and we just coach them through whatever they're going through based on the topic that was um, that week. So there are four different topics each week. uh, You watch the video. You go through the course. You have these challenges that you do every day, and there's something about just focusing on your marriage every day that people immediately start to see their intimacy grows. And of course, our philosophy is when people hear the word intimacy, they automatically think about the physical aspect of intimacy when intimacy, of course, is much larger than that. So each one of the weeks talks about an aspect of intimacy that we don't necessarily connect with intimacy. The last week is physical intimacy. And our theory is your physical intimacy will be at the place it needs to be at the end of the 30 days because you worked on all the other aspects of intimacy along the way. Hmm. And people have been reporting that after the first week, They literally see something like almost magical happening in their relationships, stuff they were struggling with for long periods of time. And we have the full gamut. We had, you know, newlyweds in there. We had people this last time that'd been married 39 years. (laughs) So, and they all report similar things. There was something about being deliberate about our relationship for 30 days that really had an impact for us. So we love it. Like you just said, it's like we've experienced on our end how impactful it can be. Yeah. to just take that time. And we want to uh, provide that opportunity for others. And so cool. uh, it's been great.
2: Yeah, and the thing we've heard too is couples saying they've actually discussed things they've never talked about right. before. Uh, that's it awesome. has brought out things that... And, and it just helped them to grow. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Mm-hmm. And to and get to know help- these couples is it's really, been for it's really us fun. Yeah. yeah, we go through it every time. Right. <laughs> <It's been laughs> good. No, seriously, we have... We have breakthroughs as well. Mm-hmm. Like this past when we had a huge breakthrough, yeah. and it was great. And yeah. you would think, I mean, I just th- you would think twenty years is not really that long, right? You know, when you're talking marriage, I mean, it is, but it isn't. Right. <laughs> it's right in the but middle. It, it is right middle. in the middle. Exactly. You know, yeah. but to have a breakthrough at twenty years, we're mm-hmm. like, wow, this is great. We mm-hmm. thought we knew mm-hmm. all the things about our marriage that we needed to work on, or things that we could, you know. But this one was, and it was with communication. So we, it was like, wow, this is great. And we're not even, we weren't really. In the boot camp. Right, right. <laughs> so
3: so it's crazy. Do you want to know what the breakthrough was? Sure. Okay, so uh we learned something about real communication.
2: As we were studying to teach and help our, our couples. Yes, <laughs> that, that
3: that real communication and th- there's this there's this couple it, they have this podcast called The Love Hour. Is this uh Christian comedian named Kev on stage and his wife?
2: You guys would really like him. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. He's hilarious.
3: He tells a lot of church jokes. Yeah. Anyway, um, his wife, Melissa, she calls herself Miss, Mrs. Kev on stage. She has this show called The Love Hours. The two of them doing mm-hmm. like what we do, but they're much better. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so she, she had this thing that she was working on. She said, um, I have a new definition of communication. She said, in a relationship, communication is not genuine unless it has three things. It has to have honesty, vulnerability,
2: and transparency. And
3: transparency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, honestly, I, I'm, honesty, obviously, is just always telling the truth. Transparency is not hiding behind things like anger or mm-hmm. uh, resentment or whatever, you know, that are keeping you from really sharing your feelings. And what was it other one I said? Vulnerability. Vulnerability yeah. is, is, is putting yourself in a position to be hurt. Right. Yeah. So that's real communication. So April and I have been... <laughs> We've been tr- we've been doing this. We
2: tried it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> right, so we didn't know. We thought we were already doing that. Let's Guys, put it that way.
3: We weren't even close. Wow! We especially weren't really me. We weren't really wow. doing that. No. You say especially, especially me. you.
2: But you don't even know.
3: You think especially you? I'm just saying.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not that we haven't been communicating, but like just saying it the way that you're feeling. Yes. You know, because I think in marriage, we kind of hold that one little thing back because we don't want to hurt the feelings. Because you love your partner. You're not trying to break them, you know. Right, (laughs) Right, right. But you do want them to understand how you feel. And so for the first time we had a conversation about a specific topic that we you know that one thing that always comes back mm-hmm. right. that one argument right. every year once a year you have that big one <laughs> yeah. with that same topic it's the same so we do, right? do. Yes. maybe twice a year <laughs> maybe three times whatever that's not, that's not important that's not important but we finally were able to share our true deep feelings and being vulnerable mm. because you don't you know just af- i was afraid of how he would respond to me when I said to him how I actually felt about that particular topic yeah
3: and, and I you know? and I and I didn't know what I was afraid of um, I I think I'm afraid sometimes to actually feel what I'm feeling mm-hmm. it's yeah. weird yeah, yeah sure wow. so yeah. what I do yeah. is yeah. I, I like um, my go-to move which I, which by the way I think everybody has everybody has a go-to a go-to yeah. like Fight mode that isn't good that makes it worse. Right. My go-to mood is sarcasm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and mine's defensiveness
2: right. oh. A <laughs> couple of the four so horsemen does, we, uh, exactly. talked about. Yes. Right, right. And then, and then after
3: I'm sarcastic about it, um, I, I'm I'm okay being like angry about it. Not real anger, but like just you know a little form of like you know what I'm saying like light anger, not yeah. really you know not wrath or anything.
2: <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, nothing
3: like that. But 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 I'm comfortable with that. And what what when she said that when Miss Kev on stage said that, I say you know what, I'm almost never vulnerable because yeah. if, I, if I'm if I'm upset about it or if I am um, if I am uh, sarcastic. Hurt then I don't oh, okay. have to actually admit that what she just did hurt me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is what I'm right. really feeling.
1: Exactly. Right. So
3: so instead of saying, mm. you know, uh, you're never available during this time for me, blah, blah, blah. I, I should say, you know, I was really looking forward to the two of us spending some time together. And I'm disappointed that you're going to hang out with your girlfriends tonight. Because I was looking forward to just me and you having some bay time or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah, That's hard. Actually, I feel less manly right now saying it to you guys. <laughs> I'm not even, you know what I'm
1: saying? <laughs> but you were vulnerable. Right. right. That's, what, that's what I'm saying.
3: That is. But, but I'm saying, when yeah. she said that, I was like, wow. You know what? I don't think... I don't think I ever really communicate honestly. Right. So we've been doing that. And that's the big breakthrough we had on this last, in this last 30 days, guys, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Yes. 20 years wow. in. So
2: we were able to deal with something that we were dealing with for, what well, we've been dealing with for years, our yeah. one thing. Yeah. And there was a breakthrough. Yeah. Wow.
3: Because of that. Because
2: we were vulnerable.
3: But the thing is, it's weird because it was very uncomfortable for like two weeks. (laughs) No, seriously. Seriously. It it felt like we couldn't not argue. It felt like, it was like, what is wrong? And so April actually said, this is what, two o'clock in the morning, right? we are supposed to be sleeping. We're talking about (laughs) this thing. And April actually says... um, I, I don't know what's wrong with us. It feels like nothing can be right. It feels like our marriage is getting worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said, she said, We're here working on these other people's marriages in this boot camp, but ours is getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and I was then like, I, this I boot just boot camp sat is ruining it. us. Yeah. <laughs> it's ruining us. So I, I sat for a second and I said, you that's know. That's why
2: what? you don't talk at two o'clock in the
3: morning. <laughs> <laughs> we have some of our best um conversations we do. then though. Because the lights are off, we can't see exactly. each other. You know what I'm saying? So I, I said, I said, you know what, babe? I don't think that's what's happening. I actually think. I actually think we're closer to an authentic relationship than we've ever been and I think we're just not comfortable with it. It's uncomfortable yeah. to have these conversations and we're, yes. we're not and used to, be to.
2: totally 100% honest. Yes, yeah. it
3: means you're going to be uncomfortable and what else, it's, the discomfort might last a while. I mean, we're talking two weeks now yeah. of feeling like, man, I'm walking on eggshells. We can't do anything. Yeah. But now, like yesterday I said to her, I said all of a sudden now I feel like we can't do anything wrong. Like this feels perfect. I said, I think we needed that discomfort for that period of time and to well, get comfortable said, well, if, with the yes, idea. Because
2: do you remember your response when I said, man, it feels like we're getting worse. What's going on? He was like, this is what happens when you're growing. Yeah. yeah. You have to go through these painful moments. Yeah, that's right. Sure. You know, it wasn't, you know, a year, right. it was a couple of weeks. Right. And Which is it, long and, for us, but, but <laughs> what it did was it made it so that now we're feeling better about being totally honest, like yes. right away. Yeah, now
3: we're comfortable. We with don't that. Yeah. have
2: to sit down and say, "Okay, babe, remember those three things." Let's, you know. Now <laughs> it's like, okay, we are. This is where we're going to be from now on. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And it's it's. Mm. I
2: love that because now I feel free. Yeah. It's It's like freeing to really be Absolutely. able to. And it's like after 20 years, we haven't really been honest, but it's really being honest with ourselves. That's really what it mm. is. I think sometimes you can make yourself think you feel a certain way because you still want to be a man mm. in yeah, your mind. Exactly. I don't how right. to say it like that. No. You know? that, thank you. Say <laughs> it the way I it is. They want to be a man. No. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they but can't anyway. see you rolling your eyes on <laughs> right, here. right. Because, right. you know. <laughs> I'm joking, but. You know, it's like you have to be honest with yourself. You were hurt or your feelings were hurt. That's hard to say for you. Yes. You know, my feelings were hurt. Right,
1: right. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's awesome stuff. I just, oh man, I'm soaking that stuff in. But I think listening to you two guys, how you both, that's what you learned. You learned that you can be safe for each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then like, I love hearing April say, now we're free. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I love... I mean, people need to get in your boot camp because you need both people to commit to that. (laughs) Right. Yes. I think sometimes I see in a marriage where one person is like, I'm ready to go to the next level and the other person's not there. Yes. Very true. So I love that you do this boot camp so both people are intentionally Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. What When you're doing these boot camps, what common kind of blocks or challenges do you see in people's marriages today? What are some of the common themes that people are wrestling with?
3: So... Do you mind if I take this one? Go ahead. So there's there's okay, so our very first course of the 4 weeks, right? Cuz it's 30 days and it's four different courses. Our very first one is on radical acceptance. Mm-hmm. And that's deliberate
4: mm-hmm. because
3: what we find is that this is at the base, at the core of almost every couples intimacy issues. They have not accepted their partner. Yes. And I'm talking about radical acceptance. So like, you know, there's like accepting the fact that, you know, April, I don't know, Squeezes the tube of, you know, okay, uh, just make
2: sure you didn't say anything. Now. <laughs> squeezes the tube,
3: the tube of toothpaste in the middle, and I do it from the bottom. That's not yeah. a real thing in our relationship. She, we both do it from the bottom, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but I'm saying something like that. Okay, that's not that's not radical acceptance. Right. Radical acceptance is like there's this thing that irks me about April that bothers me every time she does it, but it's not going to change. That's who she is. Yeah, I need to find a way to not only accept that but to see what that is about her that I can actually appreciate. Because we always see these situations and these things as sort of a what it is about it that bothers me. But if we take a a, a backward look or or a bigger look at that thing, oftentimes that thing is something I really like in other situations. So for instance, in April's case, she's a very sensitive person. And so if we're in a disagreement, sometimes she might get teary-eyed because I said something that was very direct. I, I, sarcastic. Bothers- or or sarcastic. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we learned that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> tell the truth here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and that would bother me all the time. And I would say, man, why do you why are you so sensitive? I learned not to say that anymore, obviously.
2: <laughs> that <laughs> didn't work for that me. Didn't no, work. No, 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 that didn't no. work. At all. I can't believe that didn't work.
3: <laughs> and and then and then and then I might I might be tempted to to really want to change that in her or even to pray and ask God to take that away from her. Mm. Well, if I step back and take like a ten thousand foot view of her And I look at that same thing. What I find out is that sensitivity actually shows up in other ways in our relationship that I love. Mm. So, for instance, uh, I make April's called me before, and I'll say hello, and then she'll say, "What's wrong?" And I'll Mm. be like, "How'd you know something was wrong? All I said was hello."
1: What? It's
3: cause it's cause she's so sensitive. She can pick up on those things. So, ninety percent of the time. I love the fact that she's sensitive. Here it is 10% of the time we're in conflict. I don't like it. I'm Mm. upset about it trying to change that in here, not even realizing that there's something about that that I actually appreciate. The other side of that same coin is a positive attribute that I love. Now, it doesn't always play out that way, but very often it does. And people don't realize... The roadblock to their intimacy is that they have not really accepted their partner fully. Exactly. So, if we spent more time doing that, man, so our couples, like most of the time, in like, both boot camps, yeah. they say that, that first session, one? in that first week, it changed our entire relationship.
2: And see, what we see is during premarital counseling, it's like, do you, do you, f- Feel that you're accepted. Oh, yes, 100%. That's what they say all the time. (laughs) Of course, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you want to get married and you don't want (laughs) to mess up anything in that situation. (laughs) You really do. Yeah. You really do feel like I'm accepted, you know. But once you get in the house together (laughs) every day (laughs) 24 7, (laughs) that's right. 24 7, there are some things that you're like, mm mm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to deal with this or I can't, you know, I don't like that. Yeah. So I think, you know, once you're in it and you've had some time sometimes it can feel like mm, you know I don't think I am accepted I mm-hmm. mean you know, I don't really think that but you don't really know that that's it
3: and and if you so, if we help yeah. couples and say okay maybe you don't feel accepted maybe you feel accepted overall but mm-hmm. you don't feel accepted in, in a particular, that particular area area right sometimes they're more comfortable thinking about it and saying to themselves and yeah, I think I don't.
2: usually that's the case Right. Yeah. that there's specific areas where you don't feel accepted but right. I think when they when that comes out it's just it's great to see how the couples respond to that-hmm
0: yeah, uh, and so that's and, a big one for us. It is I, a big one. I think it's so big because I remember, you know, when I was younger in marriage, I was trying to do all these things for my wife, you know, like remember to give her flowers mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> say nice compliments and this and that. But as I got older, I realized the greatest gift I could give is that radical acceptance, yeah. you know, just letting her be herself no yes. matter what, mm-hmm. looking for the good instead mm-hmm. of, you know, like you said, John, you know, we we judge someone's little thing as like, oh, just because it annoys me, it's like a character flaw. That's right. right. <laughs> right. Being sensitive is not a character exactly. flaw. no It's a huge, exactly. huge benefit. You right. know. Thank yeah. you. But we judge, it. <laughs> we judge it as this thing because right. it annoys me in this one moment. Yes. Right. You know, and that's right. not fair. It's a very narrow view. Yes. And so offering that acceptance, yeah. I think, is the greatest gift. you know? yeah. And we can get caught up in doing all these little things yeah. Yeah. that, kind of surface. Yes. So I
2: accept your sarcasm, babe. Thank you, babe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if that's a good quality. But, uh, <laughs> the, the funny thing though- When funny it's not thing, towards though, me, it is. Uh, yeah, she loves it. <laughs>
2: she loves <laughs> it. There yeah. it is. truth. There's the truth. <laughs> L-
3: literally. I, I, I actually think it's one of the things she was drawn to when we first started true. dating. That is she true. That is true. She loved my quick-wittedness yes. and the fact that I but could- But not during these.
2: an argument. Right.
1: She hates it then. You know what I'm
2: saying? <laughs>
1: when she's on the other end of
3: it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. It's like, oh, no, that's a so funny now.
1: Well, well, I think we're all like that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. It's true. Well, I'm just, yeah. I'm just impressed, April. Your radical acceptance of John because he's already confessed so many things he's done wrong as a husband, listen, and she's still listen. with me. Yeah. Uh, that's like you have embodied this message that you preach. I think for some people, in some marriages, it might be harder for one spouse than the other. I will, have, I will agree with that
3: wholeheartedly. I, seriously, I'm not, oh like, I'm goodness. not, I'm not just saying this. April is like the easiest person to please. She, Aww. if she, if she's upset about something, like remember, she said before, remember
2: this, okay. I'm not gonna forget.
3: <laughs> I'm not gonna forget, and I believe this. So, this is one of the ways in which I'm. I feel very blessed because my, April never holds a grudge. Mm. She can't stay mad long. If I say the wrong thing and it makes her upset, I can say something nice and change her mood almost immediately. It's wow. great. Wow. It's it's almost it's almost um. It's weird. I, I don't know how I don't know why she has this quality, but it's never gone away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now now I will say though, there have been stretches and times where because of what we're going through in our relationship, like some of those times we were talking about earlier, it was a little bit harder to get her back into a good mood easily I think it's because you know some things were building up over time like during the cancer period or or during the time that we're having our accident because she was so burdened but for the most part man you know so I I feel like I'm very blessed so I I would say it's definitely (laughs) lopsided in our relationship (laughs) (laughs) well tell us (laughs) oh my goodness tell us as uh... see she didn't even correct me on that so she knows too You guys are fine. We'll move on. (laughs) Just kidding. I know. So
1: tell me, how do you keep that intimacy? Let's say you you work through the radical acceptance, which I think is absolutely fundamental. It's brilliant that you guys start there. Yeah. Then how do you build on that? How do you keep that intimacy? Or how do you take it to those next levels?
2: Well, we talk about um, the spiritual part. Mm-hmm. and we're not you know when we say that we're not we're not talking about having worship together praying you know which is very which important is part of it. yeah I, and that's very important i yes. don't want to yeah. diminish that but. but the everyday um living the how you treat each other mm-hmm. is huge when it comes to intimacy we mm-hmm. think it only happens in the bedroom mm-hmm. but when we say real foreplay because we say that's one of our topics in our boot camp is real foreplay (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that is outside of the bedroom Mm -hmm. is real foreplay. Mm -hmm. So when you are fulfilling those, uh, that love language Mm -hmm. and you're willing to step out of your comfort zone to fulfill that love language, Mm -hmm. that's very difficult sometimes Mm -hmm. because you kind of love the way that you're loved, but that's not the way that other people love all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's stepping out of yourself to love this person. You know, Mm -hmm. that is real intimacy. Mm -hmm. You know, that is where it plays out in the bedroom, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a reciprocal thing, you know. If you are treating each other with that love and kindness, and you're being purposeful in that, that bedroom's gonna be hot, mm. you know. <laughs> I hope I can say that on your podcast. Oh, yeah, right.
1: I don't know. We, we can. We think, that, so. think, yeah, they take we can edit that design. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a PG podcast. <laughs> there, <bro.
2: laughs>
3: But, but she's right because the funny thing is I think women understand this much easier than men. Mm. Men don't often connect the intangible sort of um, you know stuff you can't see mm. to to the actual physical intimacy. The assumption we make is, you know, if we're good at. You know, I don't know every. Well, we do think of some watch intangible. It, watch it. You're right. I can't. PG yeah. babe. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> there, there are there are certain aspects that I think men say, which we don't do naturally. But you know, lighting candles or or having music or something like that. That's that's kind of you know, not yeah. physical, mm-hmm. but but still that is you know, 10 or 15 minutes before the actual act. We're, we're not thinking long-term, usually. We're yeah. not and, thinking
2: in the morning.
3: Right, or the day before. Or the day
2: before.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. You, you know. know, calling her in the middle of the day to say, or sending a text message to say how much I love her, or, you know, something like that, mm. that, that sort of leads to a better physical atmosphere when the time actually comes right. we don't yeah. we don't connect those two as easily but women seem to say oh I, yeah right that makes sense i would love that you know because she's already in the mind frame us guys sometimes we're kind of visual and you know, yeah. we might not be thinking about it at all, and then our wives step out of the shower, and we say, "Oh, wow, this is a good time." You yeah. know, our wives don't <laughs> work like that most of the time. They they, they need something a little bit uh, more substantial, maybe thirty yeah. hours before. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And and well, when when we connect those things, a lot of times, it it pays off in the
0: bedroom in ways that we didn't imagine. And you you talked about the love languages, April. Could you just share real quick, in case our lis- listeners aren't familiar with what those are? What what are the okay, so, love languages? Um,
2: Gary Chapman. Yep. wrote this book called "The Five Love Languages," mm-hmm. and so there are five love languages that he says. Uh, how does he say that? He, he said are, he,
3: he says basically people know in their minds that they're loved, right. right? Like as you say it or whatever, right. but you may not feel it in your in heart. Your if heart. that's a way of right. mm-hmm. that's a way of thinking about so it. So you
2: have the five. You have physical intimacy. Mm. No. Physical, Physical touch. touch. Physical sorry. touch, sorry. Yes. We're talking about intimacy. I can't you know, get my mind away from that. Sorry. Okay. Physical touch, mm-hmm. um, words of affirmation, gifts, uh, acts of, act of service and quality time. Quality time. Yeah. So okay. so that a so that
3: a person might might feel okay, April tells me she loves me, but because I'm not a words of affirmation person, I might not feel loved. Right until she does something for me because i'm actually an act of, acts of service person right. so speaking so my love language is acts of service. i am that's oh, true and, and she is words, words, of words of affirmation, affirmation. Yeah. Okay, okay so
2: okay. this is where we have our yeah. because because, he's because like, my words, he's of like is words of affirmation like zero words of affirmation cuz he's sarcastic <laughs> right <laughs> exactly he's like negative one okay <laughs> hey,
1: hey you Seriously, look good God, today I'm not, babe. I'm, <laughs> what what did that mean
3: <laughs> and she's pretty low on acts of service actually Yeah. so this is I'm, where we always have our conflict
2: and yeah. I'm not joking. He really is zero. He really is <laughs> <laughs> negative.
3: And, and she's not zero acts of service, I'm but almost. i not zero acts of service, like two. I I'm
2: like two. Yeah. No, but seriously, like, I mean, there are times when our biggest, you know, arguments happen over this love language thing because yeah. we are so opposite in that area. And what so, happens so is so when that, I'm not I mean, getting
3: my love language, I sometimes lash out what, by saying things that are not... As, A as flowery and, <laughs> and and that affects her love language. So now here we are on empty.
0: Well, you know? let me ask you this though: Do you find uh, John that you're like? always doing acts of service for her yes. and are yes. you that's complimenting exactly. him all the time exactly and then it just kind of yes. misses says,
2: he has said to me babe that doesn't do anything for me stop saying <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. that's enough thank you stop <laughs> yeah. and I'm like how can you not get enough thank you how is that possible that's <laughs> awesome. you, could you
0: do something please you know <laughs> yeah. why, why are you like, saying so much did you, know, did you ever stop him from serving you or do you just kind of oh like, no yeah, I, yeah.
2: I, I said right now after 20 years I'm, I'm all of the love take
0: anything
2: I'm all of them so really seriously like yeah. he doesn't have to stop doing that but yes
3: she has no problem with receiving perceiving no. service especially yeah. when they're around specific things that really make her tired you know we've got children obviously <laughs> she deals with kids every day at school and so she comes home well for a while she was just coming downstairs from the room because it was virtual but you know what I'm saying <laughs> when she comes home you know just bushed from dealing with kids and having to deal with our kids too and then I do something like you know go to your room take a nap I'll handle the dinner tonight yeah I that's mean, who, an act of service who, and who she does of you course know, who yeah, who would not like respond
2: that. positively <laughs> exactly. <that>. Exactly.
3: but <laughs> but, here, but here's where the real problem is April wants that and she's okay with that but she's not okay with that if it doesn't also come along with words of affirmation yeah, yeah. So, yes. so so, so really if I do the, that yeah. and then and and then I'm annoyed and send her to her room with some kind of You know negative tone
2: send her to her room yeah that's that's the other thing you know what i'm saying
3: saying? even that
2: yeah she's like
3: yeah (laughs) she's like wow why are you even doing anything for me what's the point of it if you're not going to also say something kind like wow you look tired do you want to take some time i i want you to go upstairs and just take a nap yeah When, when it's like that she loves it she'll take whatever other love language it is if it's accompanied by the one she really needs. But I might as well I might as well throw it you know in the trash can. If right. No.
2: And, and we have seen and experienced couples that are on empty. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, course. it's mm-hmm. just not happening. Their love it's,
3: tank is not full at all because they're not to, getting their love language.
2: But it goes back to acceptance. Mm-hmm. It goes back to accepting that this is the way this person loves, mm-hmm. and I'm going to fill that love language because. This is what they need from me. Not because, you know, because some people really are uncomfortable with things, especially physical touch. We've had couples where one does not like physical touch. The other one does. And it's very difficult for that person to to show that love language Mm -hmm. towards them Mm -hmm. because it's so uncomfortable. But that's why I said you got to step out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not possible without doing that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So And, and marriage is intentional. Marriage takes work. Yeah. It does. That's one of the lies I think of our culture. Yeah. Like, oh, you fall in love and you just have this magical experience 24 no, yeah. 7. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> it, like, it's ridiculous. It is well, let me ridiculous.
2: tell you, it's so funny. My sister said, she said to her husband the other day, this is a job. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <So laughs> and I was like, work. it is.
2: It yeah. is. It's a job. It's work. Not in a, in a negative sense, but that it takes work. Yeah. You can't it does. just sit back and relax and think everything is just going to. You know, yeah. work out. Very true. You have to put forth that effort. Mm-hmm. But in the, because we tell our couples all the time, if you do that on the front end. Yes,
3: it pays off. Like now, yes. when yes. we think
2: about where we were mm-hmm. and where we are now, mm-hmm. even, you know, communication wise. Yes. I mean, even though we, you know, we had a breakthrough in that, we still came from a place where, like I said before, there were some things we didn't share at all. Right.
0: Right. Right. Very so,
2: true. you know, it, it's growth. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I want to ask you about your YouTube channel, yeah. Just John and April. Yeah. You're talking about marriage on that channel. Mm-hmm. Tell me just real quick, what was the passion that led you to start that YouTube channel?
3: Well, before you say, before we talk about it, I want to make sure that everybody knows it's, we try to deliberately be about relationships in general, not just marriage, okay. but only okay. because mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. because there are so many people that uh, are, are wanting to be in a relationship or or are in one currently that aren't actually married or are contemplating it. And so we kind of talk about it from that perspective. Sometimes we do things for singles and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. We think relationship sort of um, principles work in any kind of relationship. And so we kind of share it that way. Um, But we're passionate about it, about um, trying to help people to realize that your relationship does not have to suck. (laughs) That's <laughs> exactly. ah, our have to. slogan. that's right exactly it's that's like so our little sarcastic. tagline yeah, it's like, right? It's so sarcastic.
2: It's perfect right it doesn't have to man. so uh, when we were in atlanta our we had a lot of young people in atlanta that we counseled mm-hmm. a lot of young couples mm-hmm. and they were like you guys need to be on youtube you uh, guys got to do this and we we're like what no way yeah like we're on, not youtube people man. like that's not for us And as they continued to say, we said, well, let's look into it. Mm -hmm. So we had a meeting with this guy who was really good at doing stuff like that and just started talking about it. And when we moved here, we're like, you know what? John bought me a camera for my birthday. We're like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. Let's just try it. Awesome. And so, you know, when you look at, YouTube influencers uh, trying to get you to start a channel. The first thing they say is just do it. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares if you yeah. don't have everything? Mm-hmm. Just do it. So that's what we did. Well, so we, our first episode is horrible. So don't look at episode one. You can watch it. You can watch it. But it is, it, but it is <laughs> pretty bad. But anyway, um, you'll see where we came from.
3: Exactly. It was about two years ago that we started. Yeah. And. um, so what we do now is we have a podcast, video podcast episode that, that drops every Friday, usually around three o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern mm-hmm. times when we try to do that. Um, and then we also go live now on Facebook, it, it simulcasts the YouTube as well, on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Okay. And on Wednesday okay. nights, that's a little different. It's called Ask Just Jonathan... Ask John Naple. Sorry. <laughs> Ask John and April and April live, live is what it is. <laughs> and and people just like in the comments will say things and we will react to it live. It's kind of fun. It's
2: very fun and it's a it's very um Interactive, we, yeah, very interactive. You kind of say, We have we call our our, our, our people, audience, we call our them the chimes because the so they're, they're always they chiming in,
4: in <laughs> you know? and so,
3: so we say, chimes, what, what do y'all chime think? In. Chimes, you know, and then they say stuff in the comments, and it's always funny and really fun. Yeah, it's really fun, it is, and, and we, conversations we, we go different. We talk about place. a lot of stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we talked yesterday about the perception that, um, that all men want to be babied by their by their women, <laughs> and, and 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 the perception on the flip side that men think that all women just like want to take their food off their plate like why is it that when I am eating, <laughs> my wife wants my food off of my plate? Even if we same, have the same, same stuff. Same food, same yeah. food. Why, why is that?
2: So it's kind of like, with mine is flaw. mine, with yeah, yours is mine. Flaw. You yeah, know, exactly. kind of like that. Yes.
3: And, and there are many men that think a relationship with a woman that's long-term is going to be, I lose all my individuality, I can't have anything for myself anymore, and so mm-hmm. men struggle with that and say, do I want to be in a relationship that's committed because I'm going to lose a sense of who yeah. I am, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there was that kind of thing. and It was a really fun... It was a good, yeah. good convo. We, we, had, we had some guests on last night, both of whom were single, and we just talked to them about what was going on. And anyway, so it's a lot of fun. We really mm. enjoy doing it, and it feels good when people respond and say, we were having this issue, and just by watching your show, we were able to have a conversation about something we've never yeah. talked about before. That's probably... The thing we hear most often. Right. And we love that. We we think when when you watch John and April, what you're going to be able to do is at least talk about something that you've been scared to talk about before. Right. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? Love it. So we love it. Anyway. It's oh, fun. Cool. So check us out sometime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: so listeners, Just John and April on YouTube. And by the way, we're check everywhere else out. too.
3: Instagram, Facebook, all the same handle, at Just John and April. If you look that up, you'll find us. And we have content everywhere. Awesome. Uh, we're always trying to do stuff.
0: Yeah. And then Wednesday nights live, what time? Eastern time? 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 p.m. Yes, Eastern time. on Facebook. And then the new episodes released on Fridays. And right. it is
2: not PG. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, did not. That's true. So
0: listeners, be warned. <laughs> she just warned you. Sometimes it it's PG. I, Sometimes
2: it is. You don't know what the chimes on. are going to say. So, you don't that's true. When, that's know
0: what the time you, when you've say. got your five-year-old <laughs> child in the car, maybe not the time. That's why that's we make say.
3: it 9 <laughs> p.m. when exactly. we go live.
2: <laughs> <by>. Babies <laughs> are, in are in the bed. That's right. The little ones are down. That's right. We can get wild. No, I'm just joking. not I'm just joking, guys. We are a pastor
1: and teacher. Babies are in the bed and more are on the way. I see how you guys roll. Right? <laughs> all right. All right. Oh, hey, man. it has been so fun to talk to both of you. Thank you so much. Thank yes, you. Guys. Uh, great. We know you're in demand, you're everywhere. So it's really a privilege that you took time for us. So we Thanks. appreciate yes. that. Yes,
3: thank thanks for inviting us. We yes. like your podcast, and so it's nice to be able to be on it. And yeah. we hope you invite yes. us again.
0: Yeah, you, you get you get the award. You are our very first guest on yes. Best Podcast. No yeah. You are the first. Oh guest, my goodness! So. Is that this true? Is great. that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's
1: not true. No. No. You are the first ones we went to.
0: Wow! Thanks, guys.
3: Now, will it actually air as the first, or will you put us down like you know episode twenty, so no. you know
0: <laughs> people hear the other guests first? I'm just joking. will air as <laughs> the first. Wow. We're excited about That's it. Great. Unless Thanks, Brene guys.
1: Brown responds.
0: Right. To yes. Okay. Yes. We're okay with we reached, that. Reached out to We're okay her with that. Day. Yeah. So far. She's going to do the that. show. She'll she will. do that. Yeah. We're claiming
1: that. Exactly. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, John and April. And you have been listening today to Best Thoughts with Dr. Will Johns and me, Dr. Rick Johns, and our special guests, Dr. John Nixon and his wife, April. So thank you so much.